You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash Behind Closed Doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is broadcast on the land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in to 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind closed doors, aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful, this program is not suitable for little years, as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. So, Jake, thanks for coming back on our show. Thanks for having me. You know, it's so wonderful to have a good close friend who's got solid boundaries with me. Because in this show, we're going to ask some really in-depth questions that people might think are rude or disrespectful. But just so people are aware, Jake and I have had a chat previously and we've said all cards are on the table. Go for it. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Having excellent solid boundaries are the best way for friendships and relationships. Let's get into this episode. So what about if, uh, you know, your client is married or in a relationship? What are your morals like with that type of thing? Wow, what a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Because like that is a perception of sex workers. They, They have sex with married men or women and, you know, they might not think they have a sense of morals. So like, what is your opinion about that? Mm, I love this question because, you know, at Behind Closed Doors, we're all about showing people what the sex work industry is really like. And in you asking this question about this perception, this common perception of sex workers only seeing married men or helping married men cheat, that's such a huge misnomer. The truth is, is that sex workers have a variety of clients. We see single lonely men. We see businessmen who are too busy for relationships, uh, you know, who are constantly flying across the world. And rather than being in a relationship, knowing that they will upset their partner, you know, they're like, okay, well, I'm a businessman. I'm not going to have time for relationships. I'm just going to access sex workers. A lot of those people are actually my primary client. You've also got widowed clients like war veterans. We've got a lot of disabled clients who, because of their disability, have a lot of trouble finding relationships outside of accessing sex work. You've got men who have insatiable lust for sex or people who are trying it out for the first time because they're like the 40-year-old virgin. You also have people who come to see sex workers because it's a celebration or perhaps um, an initiation into some boys group or um, because someone has turned 18. Um, So, you know, their naughty uncles decided to take them out or something like that. You've also got clients who are only there to satisfy like a fantasy and get something off their bucket list. 
And also you've got clients who are there because they want to check their sexuality. Uh, And that's a really interesting one that Sasha and I can talk about sometime in the future. So anyway, I'm going through this non-exclusive list just to show you the variety of clients. And yes, of course, like one type of clientele is married men, but that's only a small, tiny fraction. So to go back into your question again, when we deal with those types of clients, what I have found is that they're not there because they hate their wife. I guess some do. It tends to be because they're not getting their needs met at home or perhaps their wife is unable to meet their needs. Maybe she's in a coma. Maybe she's in labor. Maybe she's going through a really difficult part in her life. And asking her to fulfill a sexual need would be so disrespectful. I have met so many respectful married men. And what I have learned is that they are seeing me, one, because they aren't getting the needs met. And it's not always to the fault of their wives. But more importantly, number two, they want to preserve their marriage. They want to keep their family. They want their family to stay together. And I've got so much respect for these men because they're putting their marriage first. And, you know, sometimes they say to me, I wonder if I should leave my family. I wonder if I should leave my wife. But when you meet someone like me, I'm always about rising to the challenge. I'm always recommending my clients um, a book by Gary Chapman, which is the five love languages. And I tell them, read this book. You know, you want to have, you want to have a great sexual life at home. You want to have a healthy sexual relationship at home with your wife, read the book you know, do something romantic, do something sweet, show your partner that you are worth spending time with in the bedroom. And it's not just about your needs being met by them. It's about them having their needs met by you. And oftentimes I find that in relationships, people are not having their needs met because they're not first giving into the relationship. And it's not that, you know, you give, 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 and then you get, but it's about two people having open communication, discussing their needs, and then together doing their best to make those needs met. Um, I read this fabulous book and it talks about how you don't give 50-50 in a relationship. If you give only 50-50 in a relationship, that relationship is going to fail. Every person in each relationship needs to give 100%. And then that way, there's always going to be overlap and people are not going to be without their needs met. Okay, it's interesting. So, you know, your question is really fantastic because I'm sure that there are many people out there who think of sex workers as the devil's work. But the truth is sex work is a way to meet the needs of people who have sexual health needs that need to be met. Human beings, we're programmed in a way where we have sexual needs and it's so unfair to pretend like sexual needs don't exist. And that's a surefire way to have a very unhealthy sexual health. To have your needs met. Yeah, if you don't have your needs met, it's very unhealthy for your sexual health. I agree. I'm not saying all sexual needs should be met. You know, there needs to be some boundaries. But at the same time, I'm also saying that you can't completely ignore our biological sexual needs because that's something that's inherently programmed into you as part of nature. So now that you've heard my answer, what do you think of men who cheat on their wives with sex workers as opposed to someone who isn't in sex work? Don't you think there's other options like 
you know, counseling or something like that? Counseling isn't going to fix your heart on or blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> counseling okay. is great. I encourage everyone who needs it to access counseling. And mm. there is a variety of paid and free community service counseling. But yeah, counseling will not fix a raging heart on. And if your counselor does fix that, then there's an, another problem there. So you th- <laughs> So you think that married men who aren't meeting their needs should see a sex worker, even if they're married? I think that ideally married men who are struggling to have their sexual needs met should always try and work it out with their wives. For every married man who's come to me and who's been honest about their marriage and how it is, I've always given great advice. Oftentimes I say, you know, seeing a sex worker for the rest of your life is not sustainable don't fall in love with me. I'm only here because it's my job. And you need to fix your relationship with your wife. If not, it's really unfair to the both of you. It's important to always be encouraging the best case scenario. So some married men have come to see me and they have had better marriages as a result of it. How fantastic is that? That's pretty good. Like Sasha said, you know, with sex work, you're actually changing lives. You have the power to change lives. Sex workers' rights are human rights. Today, we are celebrating the incredible strength and diversity of sex workers. Sex work is real work. Sex work is not sex trafficking, and it's harmful when you confuse the two. Sex workers are skilled professionals selling a unique service, not their bodies. Sex work is the negotiation and transaction of consensual sexualized services. But society seems to have a hard time with the concept of capitalizing from sex. Sex workers' rights are human rights. Sex workers are all ages. Men, women, gay, lesbian, trans, and non-binary. Husbands, wives, partners. Mums, dads, sisters, brothers. University students, lawyers, and designers. Sex workers are everyday people. They deserve the same legal rights and protection afforded to the rest of society. The current regulation of sex work in Victoria isn't equitable. It strips sex workers' capacity to negotiate safe work and access to health services. Research indicates that full decriminalisation is the best model to support sex workers' health, safety, and human rights. Decriminalisation starts from the understanding that sex work is real work. Decriminalisation treats sex work like any other labour trade under regular employment laws. Decriminalisation reduces violence. Decriminalisation dismantles stigma. Decriminalisation dissolves barriers. Decriminalisation helps sex workers be seen as people. Not as a job, a bad choice or a victim. More than 20,000 people in Australia are sex workers. I want to live in a society that celebrates the diversity of all human beings. Sex workers' rights are human rights. Welcome back. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker radio show. This is Kitty Galore, and I've got my friend Jake in the studio with me. Hi. So before our break, you asked a question around the perception of sex workers. Another perception of sex workers is that they're very, quote unquote, dirty or, you know, they're smokers, alcoholics, drug users. You know, they're really into substance abuse and they're spreading venereal disease. And and sex workers are like what you see on The Simpsons or on other TV shows that portray sex workers in fishnet stockings and in a very particular way. And we're always the victim in a movie where the sex worker is dead in a ditch. 
what was your perception of sex workers before you found out I was a sex worker and before you did all that research about sex workers? I mean, I guess I had that perception of the it. The same like, perception? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess I did. All the stuff you see on TV, yeah, I kind of thought that. And like, I don't know. I just kind of thought they'd have like some kind of association with the mafia or something like that. I don't know if I'm right or wrong about that. Oh like, yeah, I've uh, got them. I've got the mafia boss and speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if I heard this from someone or if it was just my own judgment. But like, well, at least what I thought was, was don't they own brothels and then the the sex workers work for them, like you know, pimps and stuff. I think that those cases do exist, but they're not the majority of cases. And that's where the media like to take something really small and then explode it. And therefore, sex workers are stereotyped the wrong way constantly. I guess you got to do the research, right? So, Yeah, and people don't, and, right? Did you do the but, research? No. <laughs> but the thing is, like, sex work's so underground. You know, it's, you know, it's like you said, it's taboo. No one really talks about it. That's why I never really thought about it that much. All right. So now that you've admitted. <laughs> admitted. Okay. So now that you've admitted that you used to think of sex work as like your quintessential quote unquote hooker that you see on The Simpsons, what are your thoughts now about sex workers? Because clearly I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. How different am I from what you thought were sex workers? I think even before I found out, I think I was starting to learn more about it. You know, even just watching like the porn star get interviewed, you can kind of see that they're just a normal person. So I think society is starting to accept sex workers more and more. Yeah, like my perception has slowly started to change. Um, oh, actually has changed now, especially since I uh, found out about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the world's starting to become more open to sex workers the funny thing is that I know so many sex workers and they're just everyday people. It's your neighbor next door. It's your single mom trying to look after her family. It's someone who's putting themselves through dentistry or law school or medical school. I know many sex workers who are accountants, who are real estate agents, who are in finance. And the thing is, you can't. You can't ever stereotype sex workers. And yes, it's fun to stereotype. Like it's fun for me to say, oh, many of my clients are <laughs> real estate agents or, or businessmen. The truth is that there's so many different people out there that you can't stereotype. And as much as many of my clients are businessmen, I've also had clients who save up Centrelink to come and see me or who work at Woolies and save up to see me or who pay me in coins. You can't put your nose up at anyone. I think we as a society of human beings, we're slowly learning, very slowly, mind you, not to judge people anymore. Someone paid you in coins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tune into the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR. all sex workers are very different and as people are different sex workers are different as well and they vary so much I remember one of my then close friends said to me he was ready to lose his virginity and I said well all right um 
come to my workplace and I'll help you pick someone. And then as soon as we got to my workplace together, I got booked immediately. So I said, look, I'm going to be right back in an hour. So just sit in the lounge, you know, have a sit, talk to the women and don't choose until I'm back. Okay. When I'm back, we'll choose together. Then when I came downstairs, he'd already left. He'd gone upstairs with someone else and booked someone. And when I found out who it was, I literally cried. I kid you not. I felt like I lost my virginity to the wrong person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, as long as he thought it was worth it, I guess it's fine, right? I mean, what did he think afterwards? Um, he didn't have a good experience. Oh, but then- okay. That sucks. The thing about this good friend of mine is that he's a learner like me. So he said he wasn't going to let that bad experience stereotype all sex workers. And he decided to try another sex worker about a week later. And um, after that, we had a chat and he said that, you know, thanks to that first bad experience, my second experience was, oh, so much better. That's good to hear. (laughs) I don't talk to this person anymore, but they're in a really healthy relationship for a few years now. And the truth is you can be single, see a sex worker, and then date other women as well who are not sex workers and not have that longing to see sex workers. And that's the healthy way to do it. You know, it's kind of like someone who sells you hamburgers and chips and soda and ice cream, like, they're not inherently bad just because you have diabetes and you're going there to buy a double stack hamburger. It doesn't mean that they're a bad restaurant. And it's the same with sex work. Like just because you're married or you're cheating on someone, it doesn't mean that sex workers are bad. And after sharing my perspective on those who are quote unquote cheating, like truth be said, the majority of married people whom I've met, they are seeing sex workers because number one, there's no emotional attachment. Number two is completely professional. Number three, most importantly, it's only a transaction. And number four, you know, they want to keep their family together. They want to be with their partner. They don't want to leave their partner. They just want their biological needs met. So I'm going to play a song for our intermission. It's called Build a Bitch by Bella Porsche. One of the reasons why I enjoy this song so much is because there's a verse in it that says, boys are always playing with dolls looking for their Barbie, but they don't look like Ken at all. This is Bella Porch, Build a Bitch. This ain't Build a Bitch. You don't get to pick and choose. Different ass and bigger boobs. If my eyes are brought up, this ain't Build a Bitch. I'm filled with flaws and attitudes. So if you need Broke my heart, told me I need fixing. Said that I'm just nuts and bolts. A lot of parts were missing. Curvy like a carcinogen, virgin and a vixen. That's the kind of girl he wants, but he forgot. This ain't build a bitch. You don't get to pick and choose. Different ass and bigger boobs. If my eyes are brought up, Playing dolls 
you a question why have you been single all these years and what's stopping you from finding a relationship is it because you haven't found um the type of person you want to be in a relationship with yeah i guess so um i don't know i got burnt a few years ago and i don't know i just kind of came to the point where i just stopped looking and you said in your last interview with sasha that you've only seen one sex worker in your entire time but that you access porn regularly so in some ways you could say you're constantly using sex workers is that i mean i guess (laughs) go ahead i mean using you know quote unquote sex workers is actually going to see one right not like you know looking at like that's a different thing don't you think oh it's still sex work when you look at porn i mean yeah who's in the videos they're sex workers yeah, I know <laughs> sex workers. Okay. I think it's different from seeing someone in person than, you know, just watching a video. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny it that, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've accessed porn. With that said, like, do you think the world would be a better place without porn? Oh, that's not something I can say because I know that a lot of people access it, whether they like to admit it or not. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I go back to that non-exclusive list of clients where you've got so many people, including disabled people, um, or people who are in their hundreds, right? Like I had a friend, she said that one of her clients was in their hundreds and, you know, maybe one of the reasons why he's lived for so long is because he still has sex. He still gets his rocks off and there are ways, there are many ways around it. I guess, you know, that's all the time we have for today. Like, wow, that half an hour went by real quick, didn't it? Yeah. Crazy. There's so many other questions I would actually love for you to ask. Like, what are the safety precautions sex workers have to take to make sure that they're safe? Um, These things maybe we can explore sometime in the future. And if, if anyone wants to come on our show and be in the shoes of Jake and ask all these questions in a safe space in effort to learn more about sex workers i invite you to join me on behind closed doors you can write to us at bcd3cr at gmail.com or text us on twitter bcd3cr we hope you've enjoyed the show and thank you so much jake for joining me once again thanks for having me it was uh it was fun talking to you You've got a a long list of questions still, don't you? I've got a few more up my sleeve. (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, we we don't have the time. Maybe next time. (laughs) Maybe next time. 
Thanks for joining yeah. us again. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker radio show. And it's been great having you with me. I'm Kitty Galore. See you next Thursday, 6 p.m. on 3CR 855 AM. This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it.